we feel that our beliefs are evidence, our assumptions are evidence. The question is, what is evidential? What is factual? What is actual? Dive into those beliefs and actually you'll find nothing but the absolute. We're coming back to a very simple way of looking at phenomena. What is the nature of anything? And we're going on direct investigation. We're not throwing out our assumptions. We're simply seeing if those assumptions have any empirical basis in experience. If you find yourself lost in suffering and interpretations and misery and stuff, you're kind of overlooking that immediate light of experience itself. That fact is our rock. That's the ground of everything. That is the ground. That's all we know whatsoever. Anything we know scientifically, psychologically, all appears within this ground fact of this experience now. That's all you can ever say for absolute certain. And that's what we're kind of trying to get at here is just staying with the certainty. Follow it back to the absolute original simplicity. You're listening to the Non-Duality Podcast. Nick Hyam here from nisagayoga.com. And here with me is Paul Dobson. It's very basic, isn't it? Yeah. It's like coming back to this, some happening which cannot be described in any way whatsoever and even calling a happening is saying too much but this happening that's the ground isn't it that's mm. the ground of everything that is the ground that's all we know whatsoever um and you can add theories and elaborations and extrapolations and whatever else you want on top of that you know there's the facticity of this there's the isness you can't deny this is happening right now. Whatever it is, it could be a dream. I'm not saying it's not a dream. I'm not saying it's not a simulation. I'm not saying it could be anything. But there's a facticity about it. There's an isness. I mean, if you find yourself lost in suffering and interpretations and misery and stuff, you're kind of overlooking that um, immediate light of experience itself. Like you've you've got lost in a narration, which is an extrapolation and interpretation that fact is our rock. All that matters is this is. And actually, the qualities that this has inherently is what you might call love, compassion. It's, it's got a vibrancy and aliveness. And everything we experience, all of, our, all of the love we experience, all of the compassion, all of the joy and ecstasy is from this ground condition and all the suffering we experience is just a distortion of that ground condition mm. but is actually strangely enough made of that ground condition yeah <laughs> just trace it back trace it trace your way back back to the ground the ground which is experience anything we know scientifically biologically psychologically all appears within this ground fact of this experience now that's all you can ever say mm. um, for absolute certain. And that's what we're kind of trying to get at here is just staying with the certainty. Anything beyond that, you're into kind of fancy land, yeah. essentially. And that's why we take the Occam's razor approach, as we've said before, mm. that all these explanations, this false certainty based on theory, 
is needlessly complex. And actually the simplest answer, you know, the, the one that requires the fewest assumptions is, is generally going to be nearer to the natural way of things. Getting back to that simplicity. Yeah. The simplicity for which we all long, yet we pursue that simplicity by what? By complexity, overloading our lives with stuff to try and achieve a simpler way of, of doing things, a simpler way of living. Yeah. So we're coming back to a very simple way of looking at phenomena. What is the nature of anything? So we know what we've been told about those things, those objects, but what actually are they? And we're going on direct investigation. We're not throwing out our assumptions. We're simply seeing if those assumptions, those unquestioned ideas, have any empirical basis in experience. Because that's, as you said, all we have. Mm. The real question is, what is experience? <laughs> that is the question, isn't it? We're not saying that because all we've got to go on is experiencing that that fact you know, disproves the possibility of a world or anything. Yeah. We're just saying that we have no evidence for anything other than the experiencing of those experiences themselves. So we may as well go on the actual material of stuff and explore that. Of course, it's not, it's not a material. It's not an essence. It's not a substance. We can't say what the quality is, but we can say, as you said, there is a happening. There is an experiencing. And as we said before, the various experiences are not apart from the experiencing itself. And it's incredible to investigate that way because you find that seamlessness. You find that intimacy beyond intimacy of life. And you find that that's, that's what you are. And you can start with any object at all. So yeah, you pick up a random object and it's, it's easy to see that actually there's no separation between you, awareness, and the object itself. You see that the object is nothing but apparently objectified subjectivity, and so there's no separation. Go on the raw sensory experience of it, you don't find anything separate, you just find that raw aliveness, which then later on gets labelled as, oh, that's a cup, or that's a whatever. And that's incredible. Yeah. We've got all sorts of labels for what's happening. Mm. The dividing lines are drawn in, aren't they? Yeah. So trying to cut out bits of ocean. That's what the mind is doing, is basically drawing lines around things, lines around ocean with ocean. And then it's believing it's lines, although that's never actually been created. You know, it's, it's, mm. uh, it's just an interpretation. So, you know, like you hold a cup and immediately there's like, I am holding a cup. The whole semantic structure of that, what I've just said there, is created around separate objects mm. when all we've actually got is experience. So I'm holding a cup. Change those words to experiencing, experiencing, experiencing. You've taken yourself to be this body as opposed to the experiencing fact. So if the body's something that's just appearing in experience, then 
you're not identified with it therefore you holding the cup there's no difference no. you know it's just all one experience one flowing experience but if you take yourself to be the body the body ends where where the outer edge of the skin of the hand ends mm. and then you hold something and you feel that it's got a quality to it and you draw in these lines saying that is separate from what i am but if you don't take yourself to be the body there's just an experience of a body and the sensation of slightly different qualities but it's all sensation and all and then you trace it back to what's the immediate fact experience mm. and how can the sensing of the sensation be too yeah it's so unthinkably intimate but it's not even intimate because intimacy suggests two things it's beyond intimacy and it's love because there's this sort of undeniable connectivity but it's not connection because again there's a duality there mm. It's just this and it's just, you know, any of those words will do. We get really basic with what's the facts, what, what even enables the labelling process to happen? What enables anything to happen? Well, there's only one fact here and that's what we're referring to as experience or experiencing. And that word isn't even it. That's like a word that appears within it. Mm. <laughs> and it's out, it's, non-spatial it's timeless because space and time are appearing within that fact so any space between apparent objects you see is within that fact yeah i'm listening to two people talk and they're not here mm. it's a narrative that has a functionality mm. but if you go on the obvious direct experience of that you find that seamless nature of reality hearing sound where is that hearing sound happening here you don't know of any other people in that moment there's hearing sound and it's here and it's now and there's no location or distance based within that of a sound and the hearing itself too are they divided mm. you're getting evidence in a way empirical evidence not by means of theory, what you've been told, your assumptions, but by the senses. And that's all we've ever had. And what are those senses? But awareness, but experiencing itself. Like you don't find anything called a sense. You just find the sensing, you find the verb, you find the process, you find nothing fixed. Mm. That word, empirical, means experience. It's a, it's a Greek word. In ancient Greece and Rome, that way of approaching things on observation and experience rather than deduction from theoretical principles. The criticism is that that approach is ignorant, it lacks knowledge, it merely pretends to be knowledge, but it's the other way around. There's a lack of theoretical conceptual knowledge there. But what do words, concepts, symbols, representations point to? Do we just focus on the the concepts, the symbols, and go and just go right. Okay, I'll stay there. Or do you go to what is this stuff that these words are actually representing? To me, that's where like the juice is. Yeah, I mean, how how are words appearing? What are they made of? <laughs> you mm. know, how is anything appearing? What is the source of it? That immediate fact we refer to as experiencing. Any name you come up with is like an interpretation or just a, a labeling or whatever. It's not, it's not it. It's, it's just this immediate fact, completely naked, 
we get as close as we can to it like experience is pretty good but what do what do you even mean by experience like it's just whatever this is why zen masters just kind of like clap their hands or smack a stick or whatever because they're trying to point to something really immediate that can't be said mm. stop complicating it whatever this is likes to complexify itself and look different than it is even though it's always itself so it's it's like well follow it back to the the absolute original simplicity <laughs> rather than following the complexities you there's nothing to look for because you can't escape it you cannot escape awareness you cannot escape experience even if you think you've lost it you are still very much within it everything is made of it yeah it's really appreciating the mechanisms by which we believe ourselves to be separate finite mm. and as we always say you can really start anywhere with anything because the the great thing is that all things are actually your mirror they mirror you you won't find anything that isn't a mirror of you you won't find anything that isn't identical in nature so you really can start anywhere with anything you know you're aware i'm aware of an object go into what that object is go into what the eye is and you will find that it's awareness aware of awareness and that's all you ever know that knowing itself is awareness so you know diving into those those ideas that we we have about ourselves about the world about anything really is about honesty what do i know what can i be certain of right now yeah and that's not ignorance ignorance is jumping to a belief it's a bypass jumping onto what you've been told or what you've inferred because what is direct is to regard what is here appreciate what is here yeah we're not saying believe there's something called awareness or believe there's something called experiencing it's important to know that reality is infinite you're just on the ultimate playground here mm. There is the, the appearance of what we call a self and it has these interesting characteristics, but ultimately it's not what we thought it was and there's no need to identify with it. And what you are is something completely unknown, you know, that everything appears to arise in and can't be separated from what is arising. So it's just a big question mark, really. Yeah. You don't know anything. You don't know what you are. But in another way, since there is only that, it's impossible to not know yourself. Yeah. But what helps is to put aside what you feel you know, what you think you know. Put that aside. Or don't put it aside, just use it as your, your point of inquiry. Dive into it and what do you find? But that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you can't find an edge to it. It's limitless. It, there's, no, there's no start to it. There's no end to it it's so it's timeless it's limitless you know can you find an edge to your experience right now other than an idea about an edge to an experience and what is that edge made of you know it's like you look out into the distance you go oh well my experience ends when my sight ends but actually you see it doesn't it's not like a brick wall it's not just like doof nothing we experience life through the play of dualistic objectivity the focus is placed on objects and those objects provide a sort of measure. They give a sense as to the extent of experiencing. There's this confusion that experiences are apart from the experiencer. 
the ultimate experiencer mm. because the focus is on the sound itself the, the presence of that sound and the gradual absence provides the measure of hearing before there's a sound there's no hearing so the assumption is that there's no there's no awareness before sound comes in you're tripping over immediately your old framework of a worldview of an objective world that there's something at a distance then you're painting in in fantasy something that is beyond humans can't help but just they want to map everything they Mm. want to model everything and the thing is about reality is it's totally unmodelable if you can't verify something with direct experiencing then it is simply a belief if you're content with your beliefs then fine if you feel that your beliefs aren't absolute then dive into those beliefs and actually you'll find nothing but the absolute you have everything you need to find home because everything everything you have is is nothing but home the absolute is the relative yeah appearance is synonymous with awareness we know ourselves through other and that seems to be the the kind of mechanics of the whole thing if you realize that other is always yourself then you've seen through that whole that whole game that whole narrative totally there's only you and therefore there's no there's no need to fear and i remember when i was an avid self-help book reader i came across that acronym you know f-e-a-r false evidence appearing real that's a really profound way of seeing fear we feel that our beliefs are evidence our assumptions are evidence the question is what is evidential what is factual what is actual there is no thing to fear no nothing can harm you fear is always based on this it's not me and because it's not me it's going to destroy me Mm. ultimately yeah either at at a psychological level or at an actual you know or physical level what you think you are can be harmed your fantasy of what you are can be harmed certainly that's where the fear is Mm. the false evidence is a me separate from everything else let's investigate this a bit deeper like what that is is another appearance in whatever i am actually (laughs) like as this isness not as the person the underlying isness that is everything you know that Mm. could be said to be reality itself infinity itself is completely beyond being harmed so any time you you find yourself defending a position you know getting really triggered for example this is something that's probably most common if someone contrasts my beliefs or something then i lose my identity and therefore that's death Mm, that's it absolutely because i am my identity i am my definitions i am my self-concepts that's what i am that's all i am i have to defend it and that's that's the that's fear isn't it yeah ask yourself is that actually true what actually gets harmed because what you are is is aware of all of these things so just trace your way back if you realized what you actually are and just go straight back to that you go oh absolutely nothing to be concerned about whatsoever because you know i'm not this character i'm not even this character Mm. the character is an appearance is made of what 
you are, if you find yourself suffering or find yourself getting triggered by something, use it as as an invitation to to have a look deeper at what's at what's happening. You know, mm. find your way back to the original fact. How is how is the triggering even happening? You know, what's making how how what even allows it to arise but reality itself is made of reality itself that's it you perceive something and they may well be the experience of suffering around that thing perceived but if you return to the the very lifeblood of that perception and you find that actually there's only source yeah it's not like source was the beginning and or that the source or god or whatever was the beginning and this is the kind of the unfolding in a sort of temporal way it's like it's it's now the origin of life is is this happening mm. it's all now it's all this so you don't have to kind of go back anywhere yeah or find find that source to find god uh, only to question your belief that that tells you otherwise yeah it's saturates the whole of everything of all of your experience Mm. almost a better way to put it would be try and escape god try and escape experience try and escape reality you can't like even in the midst of absolute pain and suffering and and you know fantasy that is nothing other than reality how is it appearing Mm. like a lucid dream you know at any point you can realize you're dreaming you can do the exact same thing in your waking state you know it's like am i lost in fantasy aka a dream you know am i lost in fantasy yes okay let's go back to the fact